welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you not quite live from the Cassette region of the Sunshine Coast, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klohomin Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. And as usual, joining me from Victoria is astrologer Jill Kirby. Welcome. You're supposed to say Hello. hi now. Yay. <laughs> let you know you're freezing a bit oh i'm free ah oh, darn that computer and whatever anyway okay um just... yeah 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 there you go okay so we have a jam-packed show for you guys <laughs> today um and it was jill's idea which is perfect because this is the jubilee weekend and we are canadians and so you know, we do have this figurehead who is walking, talking, and still breathing at age 96 called <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II, <laughs> bless her heart. And so we're going to do a, a rabbit hole dive. I'm not sure if we'll get through all of the charts, but if you want to follow along, um, the charts are all up on my website, cardinalastrology.ca, under episode 136. And uh, yeah, we're looking at it from lots of different angles. Um, Jill's going to start us off, um, but just a little bit of a background. Okay, so she's pretty much one of the remaining uh, figureheads, monarch types in the world. Definitely one of the longest reigning. This is her 70th. Um, oh, she is the lo longest reigning. She is the longest. Okay, so oh. this is the platinum jubilee which is 70 years a long time to have a job i don't know i would have retired <laughs> there are limits you would think but anyway okay so, she never would and yes that no exactly exactly so um you know she's her role though is pretty much just a figurehead although she does do a lot of philanthropic work at home and abroad um, and she has presided over a, a muchly shrunken empire from when she first started. Um, and just as Jill said, on her 21st birthday on the radio, she said the following, I declare before you all that I concentrate, consecrate my whole life, whether long or short, to your service and to the service of the great imperial family of which we are all a part. I'm wondering though, if there's been times in her life when she's thought, damn, <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> anyway, um, and so her father dies in February of 1952 and uh, on February the 6th. And so she actually assumed the throne at that time, although, the actual coronation with the holy oil and all the rest of that didn't take place till June the 2nd, 1953. Um, ergo, why this weekend, June the 2nd, is the celebration of the Platinum Jubilee. So, um, and we, we have a ton of charts. So I will let you take it away. And while you're taking it away, I'm going to start pulling up the charts for our viewers. Okay. Yeah. And I did start with her chart to begin with, because yeah. I thought maybe we could just um, 
do you want yeah, me to no. do that or do you want to do that? Just kind of read it all. Well, I think when, you know, if you look at the Capricorn rising and Saturn at the midheaven, you can see why she's, <laughs> she's in it for the long haul. Exactly. And they are in fixed signs. So yeah. Saturn is Scorpio. Um, and well, she has quite a fixed, although it's not by degree a full grand cross but by sign she definitely got all the fixed uh signs covered yes sun in taurus zero degrees taurus moon in leo appropriately for the regal thing yeah and um and neptune as well in leo and mars and jupiter in aquarius in the first house yes sun and um, sorry, in Pisces, we've got Venus and Uranus. They're not conjunct. They're both in Pisces, though. And Mercury and Chiron are both in Aries. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, one one of the things that that sort of occurred to me when I first um, was, you know, once you mentioned that this should be the topic for the show is, you know, if we were to see this chart, um you know and obviously somebody else was probably born that day and exactly you know there'd be a lot of people born in london that yeah and my my suspicion is is all those other people probably had a fairly long run at something (laughs) just because of the amount of fixity here well well yeah yeah and yeah um Yes, tar- the fixed signs, although it doesn't always mean a long life. It does mean no. a perseverance and stick to it Oh, yes. Yes. And Capricorn as well. I mean, yeah. 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 Capricorn is the duty part of it. Oh, totally. You know, totally. I'm, I'm taking this duty really, res- really uh, seriously. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be responsible and do the responsible thing. That's right. Yeah. Even though that, that Saturn is the apex of a T-square. Yes. Which involves her Mars-Jupiter, which probably would like a little more freedom. Although, you know, she does have some freedom, except for the duties that are called. Yeah. yeah. And those opposed Neptune. So all that's, that's, those are... Those both ends are squaring her Saturn at the mid Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. know, with the with it being Saturn at the apex of that square, and your you know your mention about the freedom with Jupiter, it's um, you know she has had the capacity to state, um, this is how I see my duty. This is what I will do with my duty. Yeah. Well, she also has a lot of freedom to travel, move about. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's horses. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not everybody, not everybody has that kind of, yeah, you know, the freedom that not having to work at it, you know, worry about earning an income. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like all the uh, aristocracy. Yeah, absolutely. That was just a given. You were born into wealth and yeah. 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 So it's a, yeah. An interesting chart altogether, I think. And Saturn does have the trine to Uranus, which is interesting. It does. She's been jolted a couple of times back. Oh, yes. Uh, Oh, we have to keep up with the times? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so here is, um, so what we have here, this is, yeah, that coronation that is the original. And uh, so what we've got here. Yeah, it's interesting that it is. To the day. Yes. 
debate as as the you know I don't think that necessarily happens every time. No, probably not. Um, yeah. Let me let me just sort of give a little bit of data about the chart. Okay, so uh, June the second, nineteen fifty-three, a fine year, <laughs> I must say. I was born that year, um, and so she had uh, Virgo was rising, and she had Taurus on the midheaven, which would of course um, kind of spoke to the you know the longevity of this commitment, and Saturn was opposing. Uh, or that MC was opposing her natal Saturn. So that, you know, pretty good cement there. Um, the moon that day was in Aquarius, uh, which would be in, in the Placidus scheme of thing in her first house. Um, so that was, you know, sort of marking off that uh, Mars Jupiter that day. Um, we had uh, anything else we want to mention? Oh, and Venus had just uh, come into a conjunction with Chiron, which is kind of interesting. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, and Pluto's on Neptune, but that's a generational thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she would be, just for folks to know, um, she's not of the Leo generation. She was firmly back there in the Cancer group. Oh, yes. Yes. And Uranus, Uranus is on the midpoint of Pluto North Node there. Yes. Yeah. Time of the coronation. So big change. Yes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Basically, that's part of the coronation, I think, is you are born again as this new entity. Oh, oh, I like the way you put that. Yes. Right? Because they, they, there's part of it where they pull up a screen and nobody can see this part because it's uh, where the magic happens kind of thing. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> well, it was televised. You can actually find it online and look and at it. And watch it again. Yeah. yeah. Well, she is anointed with the holy oil, so one kind of wonders Absolutely. where that was. Yeah, yeah. And of course, that Pluto on, uh, that is on Neptune, it's opposing that Jupiter. Yes. Uh, Mars. Mars conjunction in, in Aquarius and squaring her, her uh, Saturn. Yeah. I just think it's so significant that that MC uh, is opposite her Saturn. Uh, on now, her MC, you know, yes, like, and, yeah. And the moon itself that day is opposite her natal moon. Yes, yeah. Right? So, yeah. yeah so, so the people acknowledging that royal moon Leo, you know, to be the mother, yeah. Chiron mother trans queen. transiting her ascendant, so, and her south node. So it's uh, like letting go of some, her, the way uh, her is, brother, yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> who uh, she was right yep. I mean, okay all righty happy so and and the reason i think part of the the south node on her natal um or on the yeah on her natal ascendant you know probably speaks to the sadness of you know losing her dad when he was he was still pretty young yes he was yeah he had an untimely death yeah. Well, but he was not a healthy person oh, to begin with. He was dreadfully unhealthy and didn't yeah. and smoked incessantly and yeah. didn't, I think, look at No, no. No, back, back yeah, then. Have, have, um... Say again? I say, um, I was just going to say, we also have Mercury, Mars exactly conjunct in fifth house in this. Yes. Uh, coronation 
Yes, the in, celebration. Yeah. In Lucifer's house, so yeah. you know, party time. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, so shall we move on to the next chart? Sure. All righty. So the next one we have is... That's their solar return for this for year. this year, yes. And it's set in Placidus. Yeah. Yep, yep. So the solar return ascendant is in Gemini. Uh -huh. Gemini. We've got the descendant at 23 Sag, of course, and the moon is behind that. So it's in the 12th house of the solar return chart. Yes, it is. We also have the south node on Saturn. Yes, which is a typically south node is considered a contracting thing. Yeah. Yes. And a letting go of something. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps <laughs> the role. The role. <laughs> Although she has declared many times she will not abdicate, which is kind of a... Oh, strange. no, she, if it's the end of that, it's because it's the end of her. Yeah. That would be my, my yeah. thinking on that. Yeah. Well, and I think it also because of the, the trauma that her family and her father, she would have witnessed when his brother abdicated and just how how poorly that was received. And of course she would have been quite young at the time. And so yeah. it probably left well, a pretty also, strong mark. Also she would have been in a sense, I mean, what else would she have done with her life? She couldn't go get a job, I mean. Yes, what do they do if they- You're yeah. born to be a royal. And even though she wasn't in line for succession because of her uncle, um, her dad didn't want the job either, but he took it on. Yeah. And so, you know, what do you do? You just, you go with it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, the MC, and the MC in this is, uh, in this solar turn is opposite her, her Neptune. Yep, and, and, and conjunct with Saturn to that Mars-Jupiter. Well, exactly, yeah. that Saturn squaring the nodal axis, which is hitting your Saturn at the midheaven. So Saturn square Saturn. Yeah, yep. <laughs> And conjunct her Mars Jupiter. Yeah. yeah. So lots, lots of stuff hitting there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got Uranus hitting the Neptune Jupiter, or sorry, Jupiter Neptune hitting her Uranus. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, lots of things being activated in this solar return chart. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. What's interesting too, though, is just the whole focus on this whole Jubilee. And her exalted Venus um, has come back to being in an exalted position again, um, and yeah. very close to its natal position. So that, you know, the the stirring up of everything um, royal and queenly, and yeah, because her yeah, Venus well, is exalted. If it is, you know, if she's thinking that nuts, an appropriate send off. You do have Uranus in the solar return squaring her natal moon as well. Yes. Yeah. And the moon rules the body. So. Yes, it does. So yeah, physically, this is a bit of a challenge, especially yeah. Saturn um, yeah. to those planets in the first house. Um, well, first and, house and is your physicality. and Yeah, and, and Mercury squares that, Mercury North Node squares that, and the MC. Mm -hmm. Saturn in the solar return, which is all tied into that 
Yes, it does. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's really to me signaling that. Mm. <laughs> yes, big changes. Time's, time's just about up, honey. Yeah, yeah. Saturn is time, right? So yeah, yes, and exactly. Other, and Saturn square Saturn isn't always, you know, the end of it all. But when it's hitting so much stuff in your natal chart, yes. I well, she she has only appeared in these celebrations on Thursday. She is not appearing in anything today. No, um, no. Yeah. She, you know, she can only do so much because well, yeah, ninety six years. <laughs> you ain't got it to to give anymore. And so, that's right. That's you know, right. she's she's running out of steam. Basically, it happens even to queens. Yes, it does. <laughs> And and Pluto in the solar return is squaring her Chiron natally. Oh yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. again is sort of a mm, yeah. Yes, yeah. the health is mm. <laughs> challenged. Yeah, and Pluto yeah. of course is in her transiting her first house. Yeah. Again, that doesn't always signal death, but when you're, I mean, a ninety-six. <laughs> Exactly. We know it's coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Our next chart, we have uh, the, jubilee. The, the actual Jubilee. So this would be the chart of um, the second. Is today the second? No. Yes. No, yesterday. Yesterday was the second. Okay. Yeah. It kicked yeah. off at, at 10 a.m. yesterday with what they call the trooping of the guard or something yeah keeping yeah. of the colors i think it's called yes well it's the big you know, parade and she was in that i guess and yeah yeah so that was the big that's why i set the chart for 10 a.m because that's when the thing kicked off and i'm yeah i would say so very be, similar to her uh, solar revolution i would say yeah and i think probably being it started on time <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, so look it, at that moon on her Pluto in the moon, sixth moon house. On her, yeah, wow. yeah. So you still got Uranus squaring that. It's kind of the midpoint of moon Neptune, I guess. Yes, yeah. yeah. The ascendant, yeah. descendant, yeah. And really, the uh, the nodal axis is more squaring that Mars Jupiter opposite Neptune than it is Saturn now because it's backing up, right? So, right. Yeah. But you still have Saturn, you know, squaring Saturn and yeah. the mid, more, more importantly, the mid heaven, it's moved to 25, which is your yeah. mid. So, yeah, I think. Uh, and, and then, of course, Mercury is stationing as we speak. Yeah. Yeah. Stationary, which, and it's, it's right down at the IC. It's opposing Saturn. Yeah. Stationary. Yeah. Right? So, again. I don't know if we'll get to the stuff that I've put together, but um, I've done a, a few samples throughout her life of difficult times. And, um, and I'm using sort of Hellenistic methods. And it, it, most of them point to a Mercury involvement. Oh, yeah. Which makes this very interesting that Mercury is actually stationing. Well, and Mercury in the soul, you know, down to the underworld, right? He was the yeah. guide for the souls. Exactly. To the exactly. And it's right down there at the base of her chart. Yep. And it's opposing that Saturn at mid heaven and, you know, yep. the deep square and the, 
the uh, and Saturn where it is in the sky right now. So it's yeah. To me, I think there's several indicators that probably she's getting pretty close to that. And you've also got Jupiter Mars, which together is together again. Yeah, together again this time in Aries, and they're conjunct her, her her Mercury. Yeah. Well, again, a Mercury involvement there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Chiron is uh, squaring her Pluto, which the moon is sitting on. So again, Chiron involved, which, (laughs) yeah, just, uh, it seems to me that, you know, there's a lot of indicators that her health, obviously, no, her health is not great. Yeah. Um, Nor would we expect it to be at that age, because, yeah, it's had a long run, and she's been in all that time, so. Yeah, no, exactly. We don't, nobody's going to live forever, even if you're the queen. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So here we have the crowned chart. So back in uh, 1953 with the start of the Jubilee. Yeah, I just thought this was so interesting because it was the actual day of, and actually. Oh, look at that. The, the M- cor- and, yeah. Yeah, and the coronation was at 11.53 a.m. And this kicked off at 10 a.m. So you know, it's that similar that. Yeah. And then to have the MC right on her Venus yeah. of the, of the other, you know, of the first chart of the, of her original coronation, that's wild. Yeah. I just, it, it, it struck me as very interesting because it's uh-huh. actually a, I mean, oh, it's a little off by minutes, but the sun is the same degree. And yeah, exactly. Away. So and again, moon is very active. Here you've got the moon conjunct Uranus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, what else? Um, yeah, still, I'm looking. Still got you. Still got, and you know, Mer- that stationary Mercury is yeah. Saturn squaring and right on the mid heaven. Yeah. 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 Again, it's gone, it's gone from being at the. Uh, base of the chart being at the midheaven so yeah yeah so it's a lot of lot of uh interesting indicators here yes yeah and it's it's not that much different in terms of where the planets are from her her birthday just because that was april june so it's not you know way ahead but um still there's enough difference that yeah, it's, it's quite significant. There's a lot of, there was a lot of Gemini happening when she was crowned. I'm going to pause. Oh, yes, that's okay. So, yes, we've got um, the nodal axis squaring her Pluto in the 12th or the Pluto in the 12th at the coronation time. Right. And that's to the degree. Yes. So that's rather interesting, I think. Yes. Um, and Venus is squaring the nodal axis. The, the Jubilee Venus is squaring the nodal axis from the coronation. Right. So a lot of nodal involvement here. Yeah. Head tail of the dragon. One's closing down. One's demanding a big change. And yeah. not just the, the North Node either that's squaring Pluto because because the North Node's pretty much on the midpoint of Uranus and Mercury. Yeah. Um, that's all squaring Pluto. Yeah. Right. 
So, and, and yeah, I think the time has come. The time has come. I think so. And Mercury yeah. just happening to be right at the midheaven. <laughs> Quite amazing how I, I, that's what I was having so much fun with looking at all this was just, I'm the always, just, I'm yeah. just always amazed at the timing the universe has. It's like, well, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So next chart up is oh the guy who was meant to be king and you know over the years um he has been unfortunately the butt of a lot of jokes um given that his moon is right on his mom's son absolutely <laughs> and you know it's he has she has dominated his life yeah oh absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and um, and in in his tenth house. Yeah, like, and unfortunately, having that south node. So what we've got here for those who are listening is we've got Charles' chart in the center, um, and he has yes. a Leo rising, Saturn in Virgo in the second. He's got a bunch of stuff in the fourth. He's got Mercury conjunct Venus. He's got Mars conjunct Neptune. the South Node Neptune and Scorpio. Yeah, Neptune. pardon me, Neptune conjunct yeah. Venus. Um, and the Sun at 22 degrees of Scorpio. He's got uh, Mars, Jupiter, just like his mom, except this is in Sagittarius in the fifth. Um, and then he's got the Moon right up at the top of the chart uh, in Taurus. Conjunct his uh, North Node. Yeah, conjunct his North Node and Uranus in the 11th. Yeah. And Pluto in the first, of course. And yeah. Pluto in the first, yes, on the um, near the ascendant. Yeah, so I put the Jubilee chart on this because I thought it was yeah. like the ascendant is right on top of his his Pluto in Leo in his first. Uh -huh. time. Yeah, uh, you know, and and the Moon is in Cancer is in his twelfth house. Yeah. Yeah, which you know, and it's that is, that is and, and, but it's and it's squaring his his MCIC axis to to the degree. It is, but that south node on his son, that's just that's sad. That, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, well, yeah, yeah, it it, it, it is, it is, because yeah, yeah. that's and, usually a contraction, not it, return. Yeah, not your well, now's your time. But, finally. Mm. Well, but, you know, I mean, is it? I mean, we don't know that. There's been all sorts of discussion as to whether, you know, he will be king and, or whether they'll just put... But she, she has, um, the queen herself, um, I was reading in one of the, I think it was maybe on Wikipedia, where she designated him to be the heir a while back. Okay. And I guess she has the, the, you know, the power to do that. But then he has the power to abdicate, to go, no, we'll hand oh, yeah. it over to his son. Yeah. Um, well, also interesting, though, that you've got that Uranus North Node Mercury, basically, yeah. opposing his son Chiron. Yeah. And the fourth, fifth, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, hmm. You know, I mean. <laughs> So this so, is not I mean, what you would expect to see in a chart if, you know, mom passes away naturally and he takes over this year. This no, is, no, this, you no. Know, not yeah. from this chart, maybe from his own solar revolution chart. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Although, 
You think I looked at that? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't include that here, and I don't think I did either. Or no. maybe I did. I know I do have a Charles chart further yeah. on, or just actually just below this. Um, yeah, so is it his solar revolution? Yes, it is. But see, oh, okay. this well, solar revolution, the one that he's currently in until his birthday on November the 14th, right. yeah. um, is last year's chart. Right. <clears throat> and but that's where he is until his birthday. So exactly. This is what would happen before his birthday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the MC is... Uh, excuse me, conjunct his Jupiter Mars. So that's sort of, but it, this, the 29 degree Pisces moon, um, and that, um, it being conjunct that, yeah, that trines his Chiron at 29. And being conjunct his, his Mars Jupiter also puts it opposite his Uranus, because he's yeah. got, got a very strong square being Jupiter and Uranus are exactly. Yeah. And that, that moon in the solar revenue is also squaring is Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got Jupiter. Mars, <coughs> Mars, Mercury conjunct opposite Uranus mm -hmm. in solar return. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm not. It, it looks like confusion, not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something guaranteed this yeah. year. So well, this could mean that she's going to live at least past his birthday. Possibly, yeah. 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 Because yeah. he's yeah. got the those node rate at the midheaven for, for this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, which is again yeah. a contraction. It's not an expansion. Yeah, yeah. It's um we don't know what's going to happen, of course, but it's interesting to observe and speculate. You've got Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've got his moon squaring the in the in the solar return is squaring the MCIC for that. Yes. Too. Yeah. So exactly. yeah. Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not um well if if it does happen, he'll be like, I've dreamed of this for so long. <laughs> and then it yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that is happening at his for his birthday you're going to have saturn and uranus back to oh right back uranus. to their their square that's so, right again and it may just be that the end of elizabeth is the end of the monarchy for all we know it could be it could be you yeah. know so he may have hung out waiting for his chance since they kind of go yeah we're not going to do this anymore <laughs> that's true I mean, can you imagine waiting that no, I can't. I can't. For the job you were the long suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what happened? I don't know. You moved things. I did. I shouldn't have. Okay. I've stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yes. Mercury is stationing. Darn yes. you anyway. Yes. Oh, no. That didn't work. Okay. So stop the share again and let's go to okay function 11 yeah so um what i've got is nothing okay so uh oh i've really mucked it up now <laughs> i can't okay hi jill hi. <laughs> oh dear oh okay what did you do well, I have um, 
I've really mucked up my screen this time. Oh. And um, uh, let's see now. Oh, oh, there we have an X. Yes. Okay, I got rid of it. Yay, team. <laughs> okay, so a lot of dead air. Sorry, radio folks. Um, she mucked up with her computer again. We'll blame it on Mercury retrograde. We will, because he's just—that's what we. That's right. That's what. Whenever an astrologer gets it wrong, it's always because of Mercury. No. Well, and and a good point point to make about Mercury stationing. It's not suddenly over. It's almost no, like it's a period most, of time. It's almost like the most intense part yeah. of it is it stopped dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And so, yeah, you know, it's sitting on that degree and nothing's moving. So it can really, yeah. and especially if it's hitting something in your chart, can be yeah. really frustrating. Which, which, it, which it is, it's hitting my Mercury. Okay, so if we scroll down and follow some of the other charts, I am going to miss the first one and go straight to the year that she did her little speaking thing where she says, I dedicate my life to yada, yada, yada. And so the solar revolution, she actually made that speech on her birthday, her 21st birthday. Um, and that year, the solar revolution shows uh, that exalted Venus is back in uh, Pisces and the ascendant is within two degrees of that Venus, although Venus herself is a little further on. Um, and it's what's interesting. 10, to, 10 degrees, isn't it? Uh, so the ascendant is at 15 and her Venus is oh, at I see. 13. Natal yeah. Venus. I was, yeah. I was looking at where it is in the return chart. Yeah, no, in the return chart, it's 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 a ways okay. past, but it is in the same sign. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, and it was uh, effectively a new moon that day, um, all the um, different signs. Yeah, yeah. So you know, making a, a Uranus. Yeah, and making a you know like this bold statement for someone at that age. Uh, what's Mars interesting Mercury? too. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. A bold statement. Um, and uh, this is also the same year that she gets married. Okay. Yeah, which I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, and that statement was made when Mars and Mercury were opposing Neptune, too. Yeah. Yeah. So the high ideals and... And, and squaring Saturn. Oh, that's right, too. Squaring Saturn. Yes. Yeah. She's, yeah, yeah. She's promising how... Well, you know, Rest of her life there with Saturn Pluto squaring that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, trying. I'm looking trying. at I'm looking at the Sun squaring. Saturn. Yes. Yeah, the Sun squares. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Not a problem. Not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, what I've added to this is zodiacal releasing chart, which. Um, I'm going to, I've sort of decided what our next series of topics is going to be is we're going to explore the timing things, which what we're doing today is an example of. Okay, um, okay so zodiacal releasing is very similar to the dasha system in Vedic astrology. Right. Um, yep. And it gives chapters in a person's life. 
And so, um, and what I want you to note is this Gemini piece, mm. right? Um, and so major things can happen with the Gemini piece in her life, as we will see as we go down through. Uh, so um, she started a new chapter in 34. Um, and so she was well halfway through this chapter um, when the period, when a Saturn period came up. And of course, Saturn in her natal chart is conjunct her midheaven. And so whenever Saturn is uh, doing its thing, um, you know, she is, it's going to be very public, right? Because it's right up there on her midheaven. And so she's, beg your pardon? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this was the, the second level Saturn um, started in March. And of course, her birthday was in April. Um, and what I've highlighted here is, you know, that on the third level, it's also still um, uh, in uh, Aquarius. And, but her moon, uh, or uh, later that year, we come all the way down to when she is about to get married. Okay. And that was a change in her life. Whenever you have an L, it indicates um, a major directional shift. So from being a single woman to being married, and this happens on what's called in zodiacal releasing, a loosening of the bonds. Now, I didn't look up when she got engaged, and that might have happened in the August of 1947, but she got married uh, uh, in November um, on the 20th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, another brave thing. A, and there's an L back in July of 51. Yes. Yes. Which we, which we will come to with her. Um, uh, yeah. The changing of, of her job, basically. Well, it preceded. Yeah. yeah that yeah. preceded his exactly. death. Exactly. Um, and to me, it was like, yeah. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Okay. So this is the solar revolution prior to her father dying um he died on uh february the 6th look at that, look at that grand cross <laughs> exactly wow. changes are coming yes saturn again opposite jupiter yeah opposite jupiter yeah um and what i thought was most important was of course so natally she has capricorn rising which makes that saturn on the 10th you know, very serious. Yeah. Now the ascendant has just shifted to Aquarius, uh, which is, if you think about the role of a monarch, at least in the way she perceived it, it's service to an Aquarian theme, which is humanity, not just yourself. Um, so I thought that was kind yeah, of I just noticed. Yeah, just noticing that it's not really a grand cross because those are out yeah. of sign. They're out of sign, yeah. yeah legs of it. Yeah. So, but yes, interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, is that Saturn, which is okay. So in the solar revolution, you look to what's arising. So for the Aquarius arising out of her chart is second house, which is your resources and oftentimes also points to what job you're going to have. And so, yeah, her job did change that year. And why did it change? So that Aquarius rising is ruled by Saturn and it's in Virgo. Again, that Mercury, a little bit of that Mercury connection. And it's because of the death. 
it's because of the death. And that south node mm -hmm. is also in that eighth house of contraction. So somebody dies and her job position changes. She's not just a princess now, she's the queen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I saw in that chart. And then, of course, we go to the zodiacal releasing. And yeah, so um, the fact that on level two that year, it was a loosening of the bonds, which in this style of looking at a chart does indicate major changes. And so, yeah. Well, it's within notice. that year, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, now the next chart that I did was, I think this is the, yeah, this is the anus horribilis. <laughs> she called it this, this is 1992. Oh, yes, yes, however you pronounce that. Okay, so this is when um, her, one of her residents burnt. And actually, the other thing that was afoot that year is the requirement, you know, people were starting to grumble about the cost of the monarchy. Yeah, and it was it, Windsor Castle, I think. Yeah, 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 that burnt. Um, and so she began, but she was already in um, negotiations with the government to start paying income tax before the castle burnt. But then that having the castle burnt meant that you know they had to she had to help to support the restoration um and so 1992 was also you know the year that she started paying income tax what i thought was just kind of astounding in her solar revolution was neptune stationed mm. on her birthday right conjunct, conjunct uranus so her duties and responsibilities went through a major shift that year. Yeah. And again, it's in as it, the ascendant is in Capricorn as our Neptune and Uranus there. Yeah. And so they do say that in a solar revolution chart, if it echoes the natal chart, that it's a very important year. Uh -huh. and this one does. Um, and it also puts that Saturn which is the ruler in, you know, on her MC, ruler of her natal ascendant. It puts it in the second house of income and it does, you know, create a contraction. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's kind of, yeah, it's activating that. Um, <clears throat> MC here, not solar MC, it's a, Yeah, it's activating her natal Mars-Jupiter opposite. Um, yeah. Neptune, which, you know, pulls in the moon because yeah, the moon's in Leo. Because that Saturn's in between. Yeah. 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 And also Pluto actually is in, it's interesting. I think that's the degree of Charles' son, isn't it? 22. It is. It is the degree of his son. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just noticing. So I'm just wondering, uh, he's already married. That could be when things were starting to go sideways between him and Diana. Well, I think that was probably part of what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Was uh, press coming out with stories that yeah, that the two of them they were, were not, not happy about. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly, exactly. We've got a grand trine there too, with uh, Mercury Fire signs. Yeah, Mercury trining Moon trining uh, Chiron. Exactly. Which so she is, rose to the occasion. She rose yeah. to the occasion. Yeah. 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 But and still, me, she me. hated the year. She hated the year. <laughs> yes. And it's bold, another bold statement with Mercury. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, oh, that's okay. Is that okay? Okay. So let's see now. So this was her next poopy year. And I started with the solar revolution uh, or, or the zodiacal releasing because this was the year that Diana died. And it was a year that she went through a chapter change. And what I'd like you to notice is it was a mercury uh, level one. It was a mercury period. And, um, and so if we run through a level two, because Diana died that year, so it was within the level two uh, Mercury Virgo period again. And then August, it took us to Saturn. So if August, when she, she died the very end of August, um, it would have been the Saturn piece that was being triggered and how well she was presenting herself out there in the world. And as it turned out, not well. Um, and so the day before um, Princess Di passed away, it was also a Saturn period. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this marked what has been considered the lowest point in her popularity was her reaction. Yeah, certainly so, in popularity, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so that Saturn, which has served her quite well um, in this particular year, it was not happy. And again, you know, this Mercury yeah. piece yeah and she emphasized she was not keeping up with the times which no, is she wasn't Saturn can be yeah. part of that you know because yeah. you know she they have especially in a royal family which has all the tradition and the way of it's always been done this way and you know that's not how we do it kind of thing yes yeah, so, yeah. you know she didn't have a clue you know yeah she, and, and no, no real pulse. She had, she had left the pulse of the people behind, which, you know, if, if you and I think about where we're at in our lives, um, it's difficult when you get older to keep up with <laughs> the pulse of people that are 20, 30 years younger than yourself. You know, it's like, um, and they do, they almost start speaking a language that's entirely foreign and, you're like, huh? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised that she found it difficult. Well, and I think too, for a very long time, the press, you know, as far as the press were concerned, the royals were off, off limits. They didn't, they didn't go after them. And then with Diana, it was suddenly, there was a shift in that. Oh, a huge shift. Yeah. because she was very beautiful and very popular yes yeah and yeah she did change the whole yeah. narrative yeah. yeah yeah definitely yeah that would be an interesting look too just to yeah it was one of chart yeah 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 and yeah it's uh, interesting stuff to look at in all of it and uh, how the death affected everybody too Yes, I know. I, I was kind of shocked at the um, at the way that people, yeah, focused so much on it. Um, but then the same kind of focus was there when they got married as well. You know, it was yeah. But that was that was that was something that the uh, that was encouraged. Yes. Yeah. Right. 
that they wanted the big spectac- spectacle because that's what royal weddings are. Yeah. You know, yeah. pull out all the stops and, you know, show our finery off and all that business. And, you know, I mean, so they won't, they encouraged all the coverage of that. Yeah. Whereas with her death, it was the contrast between the privileged and the not privileged because yeah. Diana was seen as a commoner. Yeah. Even though yeah, she I, wasn't you know, really that. No, she wasn't. <laughs> but she was seen as that, which is interesting, you know, which should yeah. show up in her chart. And got, yeah. yeah. And you've got lots of 12 those stuff going on. Well, yeah. So this right. is the solar revolution for this year. And again, we have that, uh, we have a Gemini rising. Yeah. Um, so I've just set it in, you know, the whole sign, which makes it just a little bit different. Right. Um, yeah. And Mercury's yeah. conjunct Uranus there. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and conjuncts the, uh, and it's all in the 12th house, which, so in traditional Hellenistic astrology, she left a 12th house perfection year, which would have been before her birthday. And she entered into a first house perfection. And, um, and so Ver, uh, Gemini in a solar revolutionary chart, that is her sixth house of health. And so the position of mm-hmm. Mercury is going to very much say something about her health. And putting it mm-hmm. in the 12th house, you know, it's very likely we will see her end up in hospital from time to time or, you know, definitely not out in the public at all. Well, and Saturn's back to being almost exactly squaring the note. Yes, exactly. And uh, that does not bode well. Um, and and Mercury, Mercury squaring the midheaven. Yes. And we have, of course, we've got more eclipses coming. And that Mercury is also within a degree of the upcoming reuniting of Uranus Saturn square, right? Because it's at 18 yeah. and this Mercury is at yes, 17. Is. Yeah. And that, that's going to be involved in the eclipses that come in the end of October, beginning of November. Exactly. Precedes um, Charles' birthday. Yes. So, yeah, interesting timing on everything, right? It is. Um, It's also interesting that in terms of the, you know, public out there uh, for this year, that Mars, Venus, Neptune, Jupiter, Pisces is all in the 10th house in in the whole sign system. And so even though she's not present, the whole spectacle is you know in a very neptunian exalted venus you know well, and again, happy and, oh. and again we have some pattern conjunction right yeah so where have we seen that before yes exactly and squaring the nose which is pretty much kind of like her natal chart kind of yeah yeah yeah, so interesting stuff. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. And and the moon is squaring that Venus up there. Yes, it is. Yeah. From the seventh. Um, and it, and you know, it, so things are at work behind the scenes. It's also the moon is to the degree in conjunct Mercury. Yes, it is. 
health health of the body right yep health of the body yep and it's in, it's in the hands of you know other people yeah yeah and in, yeah and in sag you know maybe a long trip <laughs> yes Never, a never-ending journey. Yes, yeah. Well, and the ascendant is squaring that Jupiter too. So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and of that course, um, Saturn also rules the eighth house um, of death. But know. also, <clears throat> Jupiter's back conjunct Neptune there, so mm-hmm. it's it's not yeah, just rather than the opposition, which was what she has originally. No. So that can be like a fading away kind of thing, you know? Yes. Which if you, yeah, which in some ways would make sense. Yeah. Like rather than having her drop dead during a celebration, (laughs) which would be, I think we would see that in a chart if that were going to be the case. Yeah. Although it is Mercury conjunct Uranus, so maybe I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it can be. It can be sudden and unexpected. Yeah, it's sudden and unexpected. Yeah. Dang. You know, and, and you know, and we we are dealing with Mercury stationing at this. Yes. At this, yeah, exactly, exactly. Which is a significant event for her, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, very significant. And I'm I'm just, yeah. I and particularly for the, the crown, because it is the solar return of that event. Yes. Right. So, you know, you know, she represents the crown. She does. Yeah. Right. It is, you know, it's highly symbolic stuff. So yes. You know, yeah. that seems very mercury oriented too yes it is it is but and i also think and and you've alluded to this too is that you know with pluto going through the final vestiges of capricorn that things like this monarchy right they're coming to an end well yeah because you know it's going to hit aquarius next year Yes, exactly. Which will spare her son. Yes. So, yeah. you know, and, you know, it's an out of sign square already, you know, because it is so close to the end of yes. Capricorn. Yeah. So, and, you know, better mid-heaven. <laughs> and, and what some astrologers have noted is that uh, charts of famous people um, continue to be operative even after they pass. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, Charles, if he gets to sit on the throne, he's certainly not going to be sitting there as long as his mom. No, that's for sure. He'll have a very, you know, he could have a very short reign. Who knows? Um, And he may never get there. We don't know because things are changing. And the monarchy is, I mean, it's a vestige of way, you know. Yes, a long time ago. I think if if she hadn't been so long lived, the monarchy yep. been gone by now. Yes. Yep. Because. Well, and, and now, now what's left of the empire, I mean, um, we had one colony or I don't know what they call them now. Um, it just up and said, no, we're done. So they did, yeah, they didn't wait for no. Um, no. her they, to sanction it or whatever. No, yeah. no. No, and again, things are, you know, the world has changed a lot. I think that 
like generation even older than us that happened to go through the war. Yes. Have a very big fondness for. Yes. Because, because they, they she was seen it. as a rallying cry for, you know. Uh, yeah, and she also, yeah. she, you know, she worked, you know, mm-hmm. fixing cars and stuff in the war effort and, you know, yeah. and got her, actually got her royal hands dirty, you know. Yes. I mean, you yeah. know, was, is kind of unheard of. So I think yes. that, that sort of endeared the royal family to yes. the public of that generation. And, you know, some of that's lingered because some of those people, have, you know, they've probably yeah, they're, they're still oh. around. A few of them, not so many. <laughs> not so many. Yeah. But, um, well, yeah. you know, I think there's that. And, but that's long gone now. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I, don't, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting, it's going to be a huge change because yeah. whatever happens, it's like, it can't go on the way it's been going. No, no. And um, I agree that with Pluto changing into Aquarius, our time is up. Well, there we go. (laughs) There we go. Well, folks, um, and (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I think we've come to the end of the segment because my timer just said so. I guess Uh, we (laughs) Okay, so we, you and I will actually be taping again on Sunday and hopefully with Jenna, I've sent an email out. And um, we will start with uh, going over an overview of timing techniques, a lot of which we've used today, Um, how they're calculated, what they're used for, et cetera. I mean, I've covered this topic before, but not with you. And we have done some. We've done. Yeah, but we can do it again. All the returns and progressions and that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 We looked at those parts. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so in the meantime, folks, you have been listening to 90.1 FM, Cathat Region Community Radio Station. Thank you for listening, and we will see you all again next week. Bye. Bye.